Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the app that connects you to cyclists all over the world and makes indoor training fun. There are structured workouts, training plans that are really easy to follow, online group rides, and why not try a few races? You can also organize a meetup with a bunch of friends. You might just have to make your own coffee at the end. With Zwift, you can even listen to this podcast while you ride around the Champs-Élysées. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Get a free seven-day trial, no strings attached, at Zwift.com. Right on. Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, uh, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash sport or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me on this particular day, it's Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? Oh, I'm pumped. I'm yeah, pumped. Yeah. This is you when, don't look like it. <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm pretty bargain. <laughs> this is when you love the job, though, yeah. isn't it? When you get an Aussie win and in the style that Michael Matthews did it, wow. We, we can say anything we want about Michael Matthews, but the style he makes those wins stick for him is just magnifique. Yeah, and this one, this one, you know, I think I said to him, sort of quasi-statement and question, you know, he's won the green, he's won stages before, he's won some big races in his career, but that one today was, wow, super, super impressive in the way he did it. You know, he had to outride... He was one out in that breakaway. He had yep. no teammates there with him. He had to outride, you know, some really good guys, including Betty Ol, who Betty Ol wins big. He doesn't win a lot, but when Betty Ol wins, he wins big. Um, yeah, I think for me, it's the it's the classiest, gutsiest performance I've seen from Michael Matthews. Let's listen to him, and then we'll come back and talk about more about this win. This is Michael Matthews, winner of the stage 14 here in Mons. Um, I think it's pretty much the story of my career. Um, had so many roller coasters up and down, but uh, my wife, my daughter, they kept believing in me. And how many times I've been smashed down to all the time get back up. This was for my daughter today. Um, she's four years old, and I really just wanted to show. The, the time I'm away all the time is to show her what I do it for. And today was that day. Today it was that day, and that was that climb as well. Can you tell us how, how, how did you do? How did you manage? I think well, after yesterday, I think it was a big opportunity missed. Um, yesterday was a really good stage for me and uh, this three-day block here from yesterday till tomorrow was what uh, our team was aiming for in the second week was to do something in this uh, second week and um, yesterday went so bad for myself um, the team rode in the final to, for, to, to bring back the sprint for Dylan we're a bit too late but today I just knew it was probably my last chance 
I mean, into Lausanne. It was a good opportunity, I came up second. Into, uh, what was the other stage? When I was second to Tade, second best again, so. I mean, running out of chances in this Tour de France, and I think I just wanted to show everyone that I'm not just a sprinter. I can uh, also ride like I rode today. Um, and just thinking of my daughter on that final climb, the whole way up to the finish, my wife, how much sacrifice they make for me to make my dreams come true. And uh, hopefully today, I showed them the reason why we sacrificed so much. This was Michael Matthews, a uh, very, very emotional Michael Matthews. Uh, we know he, he wears his heart on his sleeve, uh, but dedicating this win to, to his daughter and uh, the, the, all the sacrifices he, his wife and, and daughter are, are doing I almost had a, a tear in my eye. He was so, you know, so, he's, he's so touching. I tried to drag a couple of tears out of him. He got close, I think, but not quite in the interview. <laughs> You're an evil person, mate. Oh, yeah. oh, hey, it's good to But you know how it? TV works. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no, look, it was for him. And look, he's had a, he's probably had a, he's had a tough couple of years, you know. Yeah. He's hasn't, hasn't had, he's, too many wins if he, there was one season i'm not sure if he had one win uh, last year or the year before he may have but you know he was he hadn't won a lot basically since he's come back to bike exchange this That's is a very good thing. point because you could feel when he was twice second to pogacar and van Aert during this uh, this tour that there was a bit of a weight on his shoulder uh, and a weight in, in around the team because the team has won you know they won stages they yeah. won, but he didn't and and he you can't tell me he wasn't feeling the pressure and this must feel extraordinary good for someone like Michael Matthews today to win in Mont. Yeah, I mean, he, look, he's a marquee rider for them. He, he's, he'd be highly paid. Uh, he came back to the team um, after off the back of, you know, huge success at DSM or formerly Sunweb. Um, he'd feel a little bit, but I, look, that that when we pose that question or we say it as a statement, you know, riders feel, feel a bit of pressure or the pressure's mounting, there's no one that puts pressure on themselves more than themselves. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. Um, but yeah, look, certainly satisfying. And again, he showed the class that he's got. And you know, remember, remember after those two second places, I think we said it in the pod. And go back and listen to it if you're listening to this one. I said he's almost in career best form. Yeah, he yeah, is. The only difference yeah. is he's not. He hasn't got a win, but he's been beaten by two absolute stars of the sport, Pogacar and Wout Van Aert, and not by much. So he was knocking on the door, and today he had to improvise. You know, he didn't, he didn't, he couldn't wait and do it at the end with the group of 20. He had to grab this by the scruff of the neck, and he did exactly that. What's interesting as well is that, you're right, is the way he's won this stage, because he's classified as a sprinter, or, 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 or a lead out for the main sprinter, but he's classified as a sprinter, as a fast man. Mm. But those climbs, you 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 went on it. You know they're not easy. And winning on top of Mount is actually a tough stage. Yeah, it yeah. is not a sprinter stage. No, no, it's not not at all. And and this one, I mean, we said from the beginning before the stage started, it is a breakaway day. But then we saw what happened at the beginning of the stage. I mean, this was a brutally tough day. These days, they go down as one of the hardest stages. Yeah. Believe it or not, like people, you know, we talk about huge days in the Alps, the, the big days in the Pyrenees that are coming and the mountains. Sure, nothing was longer than about three kilometres today, four kilometres in terms of climbing. But the speed, the heat, there was wind. Uh, you know, it was, you got the GC guys attacking. You've got a peloton of 30 at one stage and a breakaway of 20. 
you know, the race had completely disintegrated within the first hour. Yeah, and then thank you to Tagarik Pogacar and 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 the, the leaders of that of that uh, general classification. This they lead that race from the world go. Yeah, they they, they exploded it. Yeah, they did. They did, and you know, we're seeing. Yeah, we're seeing a different style of racing in this era, and isn't it great? Isn't it? It's sort of what we maybe missed a little bit. You know, I, I still maintain that. You know, the years of that real tempo setting and tempo riding. Sure, there were some boring stages, but you know, the sport evolves, and sometimes you don't always like the way a sport or any mm-hmm. sport evolves. You know, people complain about how AFL football. You know, the rules change all the time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But this is really an exciting time in cycling. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what does that win do to the team, to uh, Bike Exchange Jacob? Because they already had a win. Mm. Uh, they already had a win early on with uh, Grunewagen. Uh, so what, what, is this something a little bit more special, being, being bling, being uh, um, like a Matthews? Yeah, well, it's funny because I've just come from pretty much the team bus and asking them along those lines, those sort of um, questions. And look, their, their race... The pressure was off with Grunewagen winning. Um, then Michael got two seconds. Then Schultz got second. So now it's two stage wins, three second places. There, I mean, to sorry, us it's is already a, a good, it's a good tour. It's oh, a great they, tour. <laughs> they pack up tomorrow. But as Matt White said, we want more. We want more. So they will now hunt for a couple more. And I can tell you what, I'm pretty convinced they're going to get another one. And Matt White said this, and I want to say this because I think it's really important. He said, you know, we did exactly the same last year that we went home without a stage win. Mm-hmm. He, goes, we, we, he goes, we also know how damn hard it is to win here. So he said, you know, you've got to celebrate these ones. But he said, last year, we didn't do anything wrong. We just didn't get a stage win. You know, the tables have turned this year and they've absolutely nailed it. So, you know, good on them. Good on Jerry Ryan backing them. You know, he's backed them forever, that team. And, and as Whitey said... It's really important that Jerry was able to come back to races this year. Mm-hmm. You know, the two COVID years he couldn't. Sponsors love that winning feeling, and and when well, when it's a sponsor slash um, backer, financial backer, you know, he's he's the owner as well. He's not just a sponsor; he's the owner of the team. Owners love the winning feeling, and they're going to keep reinvesting, aren't they? Yeah, uh, totally, uh, totally agree. Actually, let's listen to Matt White. Today was very, very special on a few fronts. Firstly things didn't go as planned yesterday so we had to turn things around and we turned things around quickly what does it mean to win this our second win after so many so many places i think for Bling, it's the most impressive ride of his career uh he has changed over the years he's a different rider than he was when he was with us four or five years ago uh but what he has become is become a lot more robust and his ability to climb has obviously improved and he's still got that snap there, and uh, it's been he has some close run-ins there with Wolf Van Aert early in the race, and to uh, to get that monkey off his back, and to take the most impressive win of his career, third time trying. We are all very very proud of him, and uh, we are not content. And we're going to keep moving on and uh, aiming for victories from now all the way to Paris. You ma- you mentioned Nick Schulz as well. Finished taking second uh, on the stage a few days ago. Do you think now he's got the pressure to win something? <laughs> Schultz, um, is that the culture of the team? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, look, he's. I'm just being cheeky. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know, I know. Um, that is good. We should tell the listeners that. <laughs> brutal, aren't you? Um, he, I'm really liking. 
I'm enjoying listening to Nick Schultz. I'm enjoying interviewing him. He's just this, you know, his story, we've already talked yeah. about it. Uh, he really is the real deal. And he, he, he's so grounded and down to earth. And look, he could be the one that gets their next stage win. He, he got so close, didn't he? And, you know, beaten by Magnus Court, who's won multiple Grand Tour stages. You know, it took one of the very best in that break for Schultz uh, yeah. not to win. And it was only about an inch in it. So, look, he probably is the guy that's going to get the next one for them. Or it'll be Michael Matthews or Dylan Gronewagen in a, in a bunch sprint. Yeah, that would be. And there's, there's still a few opportunities for, for you know, like Gronewagen or Michael Matthews to, to maybe have another win. And interestingly enough, and we'll talk about it in a second, but tomorrow's stage, or tonight's stage for Australia uh, in, in Carcassonne could have been an opportunity for Michael Matthews. But today... How do you recover from this? Uh, it's going to be hard to see him being part of that win or the, of that stage in Carcassonne tomorrow uh, because, you know, winning here today, it's hard to do back-to-back. -back. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and, and oh, gee, you know, sometimes when you're on, you're hot and you just, you nail it. Um, who knows, Michael could jump up out of bed and be ready and raring to go. There's, look, there's there's that 50% chance that it'll be a bunch sprint. Caleb said that um, himself this morning. So we talked about, you know, the opportunities that mm -hmm. are left. So he, and because I said, oh, there's two. And he said, well, there's, you know, possibly tomorrow, um, which is coming. So, yeah, it, it's going to be, I think these days are great, though, because I, I love the stages that are 50-50. Yeah. Um, they end up being absolute, you know, um, your backs to the wall sort of stages. And, and they're not they're not great for the riders that are suffering. <laughs> the Jews are spectator. They're, yeah. they're so good to watch. So if we just detail a little bit on, on the attack that the Pogacar did at the very beginning of, of this stage, part of me goes, why? Why would he do this? And, and you had a, a fairly good explanation with a fairly good example of what happened before with Contador. Yeah, it's true. And and I mean, that's all I can, I can um, say. And to be... You know, let's be really honest, we're in the car. We heard about it. We didn't see it. But we were following the, the race on the ticker, on the on the SBS um, tracker. And um, so we heard what was unfolding. Yeah, Contador, when he won the Vuelta, I can't remember the year. This is when we need Matt Coonan just yeah. walk past. <laughs> Stats man. Um, uh, he, he, uh, Joaquin Rodriguez, the other Spaniard, super, another great Spaniard of that era, was, was leading. Looked like he was going to win. Three days to go. It was a stage, actually, probably not too dissimilar to today's stage. So not flat, not mountainous, but lumpy, tough. Contador went on the attack. They went full gas at the start. Contador had one or two teammates up the road and then attacked with like 100 kilometres to go or something. They looked at him, the other GC guys and Rodriguez, and they went, ah, we'll bring him back. He's sitting at 20 seconds. He got across to his teammates. They chased for 100 k's mm -hmm. and Contador absolutely blew them to pieces, took the took the jersey, won the Vuelta. So Pogaccia, he is taking a leaf out of Contador's book and he will try wherever he can and he needs to. He needs to try and catch Vingago unaware and he did catch him unaware because Vingago had to get across apparently afterwards. So, you know, there's there's a lot of racing still to come. Yeah, and there's the still Pyrenees as well. Yeah, mm. A lot of chances, a lot of Pyrenees. And this, you know, this time last week, we could have thought the race was over. And it's still far, far, far. Well, we you, said it. Yeah, you were in the, in the, um, the village the other morning with, when we were just chatting off Mike with yeah. Stuart O'Grady. And he said, uh-uh, there's a good week and a bit to go. He said, this 
he said, Vingegaard has not got this in the bag. Yeah, he's yeah. a long, long way to go. Although, although I spoke to uh, Bernard Tevne, the uh, winner, t- mm. twice winner of the Tour de France, uh, uh, including in 1975. So I dropped a big name, yeah. and you just come in with a sledgehammer. <laughs> well, with an even bigger one. <laughs> and I'll do a translation on the fly as well. As you know. <laughs> uh, but he said to me that Vingegaard may still be the, the, the favorite because of the size of the team. And, and actually, because there's still a lot of racing to go, uh, Pogacar can't really do anything alone. And the team is already deflated, uh, or deflated in numbers, at least. Mm. Uh, so well, they're missing two, aren't they? are missing two already. Yeah. And then, uh, so, so therefore, this is where the team will come to play. So that advantage goes to Vingegaard on this one. You're right. And, and you know what? It poses another question. And it's, it's not, not me. It's Bernard Tevenet, by the way. It's probably not really fair because, as we just said, they've, they've lost two riders. And one in Bennett, who yeah. was George yeah. Bennett, who's you know going to be one of his key lieutenants mm-hmm. high in the mountains. But it begs the question: Pog's getting paid thirty million euros over five years, reportedly. The UAE team budget is massive. It is massive. It's big. It's probably as big or bigger than Yumba Visma, somewhere in the region. You would have thought they could have brought some stronger guys here. So I'm being yeah. maybe a bit critical, but. You know, when you've got a budget, it's a limitless budget. Let's let's yeah, be let's honest. put it let's call it's it what it is. Let's yeah. just call it what it is. It's a limitless budget. Have UAE brought the best possible? To, have, do they have the best riders on that squad? Period. Mm-hmm. That you know. Are you asking? Can have they spend the money wisely? Yeah, you know. I think that. And, and look, time will tell by the end. We, but I think we can entertain that question a little bit now and 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 scrutinise it more if they get to Paris. And one of the reasons Pog hasn't won is because he hasn't had a team that's been able to turn the screws mm-hmm. immensely on Yumbo Visma. Something also that Bernard Temde said, which I thought was interesting, when I, I said to him and I asked him the question, uh, we, we are all comparing the era with the Merckx era, but he was in that Merckx era. He actually won and lost against Eddie Merckx. Uh, so he's one of the ones that can compare. And he said the era is not comparable, but... What is a bit similar is that we see winning from the top of the peloton and not from the back, explaining that we used to have those teams putting a lot of pressure and people were just dropping back, dropping back, and then it was just basically cleaning up the, the peloton this way. Nowadays, we're back to an attacking cycling. So when we see Pogacar attacking on kilometer zero almost of a stage like this one today, we must be excited. This is exciting cycling. Yeah, it we can't is. we can't complain. We can't. This is nah. exciting cycling. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. You know, and and the, the more it happens, the more we'll get used to. Yeah, it, unfortunately, <laughs> we want we more. <laughs> yeah, we want more, and you want different. And um, but already this tour is delivering us, delivering for us, because you know, five days in, six days in, you thought, gee, the pogs already looking great. Yeah. But we, you know, I got. I think we should deserve some credit. We were all saying all he had at that time was a 39 second yeah. advantage, which you sort of couldn't believe it, could you? Because Yumbo Visma looked like they were falling apart a bit in the first four days. Remember the bike changes, yeah, yeah, yeah. the van art going up the road and, and, you know, spending all that energy getting caught and getting nothing out of the stage. We thought, are they What's just not on, yeah. on this year? Roglic not looking good, period. And now Vingago is in the lead by two minutes. So you never saw that coming. And I think... It, based on that, we should not presume the next 10 days. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, someone we, I want to chat about as well is, uh, is uh, Simon Clark. 
we love Clarky. He's the other Aussie winner in this Tour de France. So yeah. Let's remember. Uh, and I'm not being, you know, zero French wins, two Australian wins. I'm happy I've got two passports. Hey, you brought That's it up, what I'm mate. saying. No, you no. Brought it up. I wasn't going to go there. I was going to leave. Yeah, I go there myself because, you know. French this, haven't won a stage this year. I know. And they're not looking good for the whole no. tour. So. Well, you keep picking them. Uh, you're putting the kibosh on them. Yeah, I think I give up. Too much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but Simon Clark, uh, we love him. Yeah. And you spoke to him this morning and the question was asked, you know, could this be the last tour or not? Let's listen to him. Oh, I mean, when you're winning, it's always nice. But I've also been working hard on motivating the other guys and trying to bring positives out of my win and, and hopefully get another one. My producer said to me yesterday, she said, Jimmy, be Simon Clark's last tour? And I said, no way. I said, not now. Not with a stage win. Uh, do, you, do you look beyond? No, nah, absolutely not, mate. <laughs> After last winter, I don't look beyond next week. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I take it as it comes, you know. I've done seven tours now, so if this is my last one, I would also be happy with it being my last one. But... Uh, if the team asks me to come back to the tour again next year, I'll happily come back. So we'll see. I'm not worried about that right now. He's cool, Simon Clark. And, and uh, he's true. loving it, isn't he? Uh, and it's true. We don't know. He doesn't know if it could mm. be the last tour. But he would be, you know, I like him so much, you want him to come back. But yeah. what he says in this interview is his role as well as a motivator for others. Yeah. How important is he in Israel? Prometic? Massive. Massive. Yeah, yeah, massively important. And, you know, the fact that Simon's, you know, got, I was about to say maturity, he's, he's beyond that maturity level. He's he's a seasoned veteran professional cyclist. So not only is he racing great, he's got the stage win, but he's also got the crystal ball. He's got the, he's got the morale, the motivation, and he's always raced like that. So it's not like he has to pick himself up to motivate the riders. That's him naturally. That's what he does. And when you've got the experience and the years behind you, it goes so much further. And then you back it up with a win, your teammates are going to listen to you. You know, you start telling your teammate, even if you start giving them orders, they will listen to you. So he, I'm convinced he'll race another year. Um, you know, I loved his answer. And I don't think he wasn't, and I think he was just being completely honest. He's not hiding anything. Um, but I'm convinced he'll race another year. And you know, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, and he's, be he's so loving good. it so much. It'd yeah. be so good to have him around another year at the tour. Yeah. Um, because that's, and, and him going on his own terms and so on. And we know the whole story with the team and him not having a contract six months ago. So uh, we're not going to rehash this, but it would be great to have Simon Clark uh, for another year. Absolutely. But this tour is not finished. Stage uh, tonight for Australia, uh, tomorrow for us, because we still have uh, the evening to go. Uh, we are going to Carcassonne and it's leading into a rest day. Carcassonne is always, always, always a fast finish it certainly is and look it's we love going to Carcassonne as you say beautiful city um, 202 kilometers long stage going to be a hot day it's always hot around Toulouse Carcassonne this time but of it's year. always hot in front at the minute because you said you said it uh, today you said the coolest spot in France today was 29 yes. degrees yes and the warmest 43 this, yeah <laughs> In Biritz, yeah. on the coast. How does that happen? That's how hot it is at the minute. Bizarre. But, so it will be hot in Carcassonne. Yeah, this is, it's a stinker. Um, 202 kilometres, two category threes. The climb sort of comes inside about, oh, just inside 50 kilometres to go. It tops out. Not much, five kilometres at 4%. Look, I give the sprinters teams a chance tomorrow to, to control it. Um, they can't afford to let 
a group of 15 go up the road, 20 go up the road. You can't control that. They need a group of four. So the sprinters teams have to band together. Now, million dollar question for you. Is it one for Caleb or not? You spoke to him at the end of, mm. of the stage tonight. Uh, not a great day today for him. It was a hard, tough day. He's tough. Uh, Jeez, I got respect yeah. for him. I had respect for him anyway, but I'll tell you what, this tour, he's, just, he's showing another element and he's still got time to chat to us after the stage. He comes in 20-something minutes back and he was actually, you know, he's in a reasonable mood for a tough, brutal day. But off the back of a fall, crashing the day mm. before. But he said, I'm still believing. And my team are believing in me. And I just thought it's a really poignant moment for him. And, yeah, he can win tomorrow. I absolutely believe he can. But Bike Exchange aren't going to help, I don't think. They're off the back of a stage win. They've got Grunewagen. So maybe they will. As I said that, I thought maybe they will. But what Lotto need is a couple of teams, two or three teams, to try and help manoeuvre four or five guys up the road, not let any more go. And then the sprinters will have the upper hand. Yeah, uh, it should be a, a very interesting one as well. Uh, do you think Caleb is learning a lot in a tour like this one? Because you know he, he's, he, he matures inverted comma a lot in the last few years. He took a leadership role uh, at Lotto on the back of a, a pretty tough time at back exchange like, or, or, or or Eka at the time. Yeah. Um, he's changed so much, and you you said he's very uh, uh, he's mature. He's matured a lot. Is he still maturing on a tour like? where he's struggling on this one to, to, to go and hunt for that win. Yeah, he totally is. And and, and it's not just him and, and all because it's him or what he's going through. I think every rider, you, you, you grow and learn and mature until the end of your career. Mm-hmm. It's actually quite incredible. You do, you learn a lot and, uh, you know, there's different temperaments and, and so on and so forth. But even for a sort of feisty sprinter, I guess, if you want to call it that, well, sprinters are feisty, I suppose. You know, fast twitch fibers red line fever or white line fever um but he would be learning he'd be learning to stay composed when he's out the back you know you can only do what you can do and as he said two days ago or this morning it was out of his hands when he crashed it was nobody's fault so there's no point getting angry there's Mm -hmm. no point throwing the helmet on the bus when you when you finish the stage and you know so he'll be learning a lot for sure and this tour could be the making of you know, the second coming of Caleb Ewan um, uh, before we know it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Maka, for uh, joining us. We have another uh, decent drive today uh, to Carcassonne. It's only two hours. Oh, yeah. I mean, on scale of things now, he's looking good. It's (laughs) It's a short one at 9 p.m. at night, isn't it? (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you, Maka. Thank you. This was the uh, Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Before we go, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash sport or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, it's bye for now. Now that we're finished talking about cycling, for today at least, let's do a little riding ourselves because the fun never stops on Zwift. Training solo at home gets old real quick, but with Zwift group rides, events and races, you'll have plenty of people to ride and chat with to keep you motivated. Plus, it's got great built-in training programs tailored for every ability. There are even workouts that can be squeezed into 20 minutes if you're really stuck for time. On Zwift, traffic lights, stop signs, busy roads, bad weather, they all disappear. And each interval has the watts and rest periods dialed in for the perfect training conditions. To start riding and discover how Zwift makes indoor training fun, head to Zwift.com for a free seven-day trial. Thanks for watching or listening while you're riding on Zwift. Ride on.